With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend some time in the country. Live from Ontario and heard around the world. Welcome to In the Country with your host, Dave Woods. This is the radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Spend some time in the country and get to know our guests. Spend some time in the country where the music's the best. The latest news and memories to great stories that get told. Spend some time in the country, now it's time we start the show. I've been running, I've been hiding, I've been drinking, I've been fighting, doing anything to keep from missing you. And on this road that I've been driving, the one thing I've been finding, you can't outrun a dream that won't come true. I'm barely hanging on, but I ain't missing you. My pleasure to welcome to the show now Quentin Blair. He is the 2015 Manitoba Country Music Association Roots Artist of the Year. And just a few short months ago, he released a four-song EP called Cash Crop, and it is wonderful. It's getting terrific reviews, produced by Murray Pulver, who many of you will remember from the great country band Doc Walker. And, man, we're going to hear a couple of the songs from that EP and get the stories behind them. Welcome to the show, Quentin. Good day, my friend. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, it's great to have you here, man. I can't wait to talk about the album and to share the songs for anyone who hasn't heard them so far. They're just going to love these songs. Uh, let's start off with Cash Crop. Tell me about the title, uh, naming your EP that. Well, well the, the line Cash Crop, uh, it's actually in the song Following Him Around. And uh, it, it kind of comes from, I guess, a little bit of uh, frustration on my part, um, you know, we had a bunch of gravel trucks that were rolling down in front of our in front of our house, and they were uh, mining some gravel next door. And and uh, just came out in a song, um, stealing her bones for another cash crop. So um, it was kind mm-hmm. of a poignant political statement, and uh, somehow it just landed as the the title of the album seemed fitting, kind of for the collection of the songs. Because a lot of my songs have have agricultural references in them, and I kind of go through life as a songwriter thinking of myself as just doing social commentary really and seeing things and, and most stories and most songs are based on, on true events that I've kind of been a part of or that I've witnessed. And so uh, it was kind of just seemed to, to grasp and, and, and hold on to the, um, to the title of the EP there as being cash crop. That makes a lot Makes a lot of sense, and, and, and another quote when we talk about storytelling in your songs and just in your conversations, uh, something you said was, all of your stories aren't necessarily supposed to be funny, and you don't mean them that way, but they just come out kind of comedic. Is this just kind of your uh, bent on life when you tell a story, it's just it's going to sound funny? <laughs> not, not 
really at all. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I never, I never set out to be funny or I never try to set something up in a funny way. It just, um, the stories and the delivery, um, that, that kind of have, have sort of established a reputation as being funny. It's just kind of a dry delivery of a story and and finding the irony in it. (laughs) And and it also comes from, I mean, I kind of got comfortable telling stories as a part of my stage show, uh, you know, because I tour a lot as a solo act. And, and when you first start out touring, you're playing a lot of, you know, restaurants and and honky tonks and, and it's tough to hold a crowd when it's just you and your guitar. So I found that the way that I could really win a crowd was by telling them the stories. And so, you know, I just, practice night after night after night telling these stories and then you you sort of just find the delivery and you find the whip and people find it funny and you you know you're just telling the yeah. story <laughs> exactly well that's great what a, what a great uh, technique and, and a genuine thing to do to be able to be at ease to talk to the audience and just be conversational about it because i know when i go to a show i love you know it's not just the music i'm going for but i want to hear uh, the performer, you know, give some insight into their life or a story behind the song. I, I want it to be kind of a conversation along with the music. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. In the in the genre of, of country music, I mean, the, the tradition of it is based on storytelling. And so that's why I think that, that um, you know, there's so much value today in, in storytelling because maybe, maybe we don't put the same em- emphasis on it now as we have in the past, but that's really the roots and traditions of country music. Now, we're going to play a couple of songs uh, from the EP. Once again, it's called Cash Crop, available at iTunes. One of the songs I want to talk about is Won't Be Missing You. You co-wrote it with Clayton Bellamy, and this is a beautiful song, track number four. Tell me about uh, writing with Clayton. Of course, a great artist on his own and a big member of uh, the Roadhammers. Yeah, well, Clayton and I met at at a Roadhammers show, actually. We were... uh, we were opening up for the Roadhammers, and uh, you know, partway through the show, I happened to look side stage, and and there you see Jason and Clayton standing there, and uh, I guess not many guys tour with a pedal steel and upright bass anymore, and uh, that was that was the formation. We had drums, upright bass, pedal steel, and myself on acoustic, and uh, the guys were just standing side stage, and they happened to make eye contact, and they both gave us a thumbs up, and after the show, they kind of uh, uh, you know come and introduce themselves to us, and we start hanging out, and. Um, Clayton said, Hey man, I'd love to write a song with you sometime. And so we started it from there and we, uh, we wrote over Skype. It took two sessions and, uh, we came up with that tune. And the cool part was I had initially envisioned that song as, as being very much of a, of a power ballad. And, uh, as soon as Murray got a hold of it in the studio, he just said, you know, pull everything right back. No major fills, no big guitar licks, just play the song really, really well, but don't, don't make it flashy. Don't splash anything. So we kind of went into it, and I was so so blown away with how it came out. Going, this is what I wanted it to be the whole time. I just didn't recognize that. So that's the value of having a producer that's on the same wavelength as you. That's a great story. I, I love hearing how a song is produced and the choices that go into that because you hear a lot of times that uh, you know production can't make a good song great, but I think production can definitely take a great song and make it a lot better or change the power of it. As you said, in this case, if you had gone the other way and done it as a power ballad, it probably wouldn't be as effective as this stripped-down version, which I think that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely, and I, and, I, and I feel like you pick up so many other elements, and kind of like the song Following Him Around, uh, you know, I would get into a conversation about that being kind of like a heartland rock. It's almost like 
it, it almost defies your kind of mainstream country, but it's, it's still clearly country. But, uh, I mean, the feature of a, of a big harp on it, I mean, I've got Grant Simmons playing guitar all over that record, and, and he's my hero as far as guitar players go. You know, Murray's no slouch either, and, and I just, <laughs> we're laying down the tracks, I'm like, sorry, boys, this is a harp solo all day long, so uh, we, we, we put the harp in there instead, and um, it's kind of funny how it just kind of pulls different influences out uh, when you kind of get in, and, and you don't have it honed down to precision. Like, we didn't have everything down... 110 percent and and part of the reason was is we wanted to maintain that spontaneity but we had our general ideas as far as how we wanted to pull this back and and uh, murray's kind of standing there orchestrating the whole thing on the fly as we're doing it and it just it just came out great between both of those songs tell me about working with murray and uh what he brought to uh, the album as a producer and, and the great things he did well we've been talking on and off for about a year as far as uh well, maybe even a bit longer than that, as far as putting something together and and uh, who we wanted to work with and and what the kind of the goal and the and the trajectory uh, was hope what we were hoping the trajectory would be of the album and what it was supposed to do and and um, you know he's he's seen me play a bunch and he's heard my songs a bunch of times and we we've worked with Doc before and so it wasn't anything new to him as far as what he was getting involved with as far as I'm aware um, and it was just that moment where he just kind of just surrender, surrender control to the producer and say, hey, these are, we're stamping your name on them. So, so yep. it's your call, it's your move. And, uh, you know, there's a couple times where, especially when we were first talking about, you know, won't be missing you and, and kind of changing the feel of it, you know, I was just kind of, I needed some coaxing to go, like this is the way that we want it to go and this is going to be the best thing for the song. And, uh, you know, it didn't take very long and you, and you start to catch that vision and, and you're thrilled with the outcome. So he's got a great, a great ear and a great ability to just finesse a song together and um, and really allow the song to stand on its own and not get not have other instrumentation get in the way. Let's turn to one of the songs from Cash Crop, your four-song EP, uh, available at iTunes. People can also check you out at QuintonBlair.com. So following him around is the first one we're going to play, and you uh, wrote this with Blake Berglund and Del Barber. Uh, tell me a bit about the writing process, and uh, then we'll share the song. Well, Blake is a guy from uh, Moose Mountain, Saskatchewan, and uh, Del Barber is uh, uh, from English, Manitoba. And so we're pretty much all apart by, you know, four, four to six hours, I guess. So we're great friends, but we just don't get to see each other at the same time very often. And uh, they're both roots country. I mean, Del Del kind of came up in the folk world, and uh, his, his last two albums have been definitely more along that roots country line. And, and Blake is is roots country through and through. So. And we all we all kind of live a Western lifestyle and and have farming in our in our heritage and you know we wear the cowboy hats and we ride horses and work cows all that kind of stuff and uh, so Blake was out at my place for a couple of days last year and I said like, hey man let's just let's just sit down and write a song I feel like we haven't done that for a while so let's do it and I played him this song and he goes well it's pretty much done we don't have to do anything to it and I said no I think I think there's something here and I think we can make it better I think we can beat this and. Uh, we took the entire song apart and and uh, we put it back together piece by piece and and Dell showed mm-hmm. up about three hours later and and just kind of helped us put put the finishing touches on it and we took it into the studio and left lots of room for 
for Murray to to have room to work on it too, as opposed to the other the other three songs went in you know ninety five percent complete. He was just kind of changing a few a few things here and there, and you know we added in a few measures and we took a few out. And uh, but following mm-hmm. him around definitely left him lots of room to work and uh, freedom to change some chord progressions if he wanted to and stuff. And and so it's kind of a group effort um, all around between Murray's producing and then with Blake and Dell and myself. Let's hear the song now from my guest, Quentin Blair. This is Following Him Around on In the Country. Well, the round bell feeders, it's empty still. A three-wire fence wraps around this field. And I can't afford the mailbox anymore Well, the cattle picked through the last of the hay Was all full of mold cause it bailed in the rain So I turned a mile just to graze on the standing corn Has man supposed to keep it all tied down when he feels a ghost I'm following him around Is it all money running a small town store where they stole it from Steel Town the night before send it away for the day to bring it back again They're just cutting it out, driving it up Stealing her bones for another cash crop Some days I think they'll let anyone buy this ground Has men supposed to keep it all tied down When Across the kitchen floor Has men supposed To keep it all Tied down When it feels the ghost Following him around
And that is Manitoba's own roots artist, Quentin Blair, here on In the Country. And that is his song called Following Him Around uh, on his EP. You can check that out at iTunes. And we have another song coming up from you in a bit. I I love this uh, label that you've given yourself, uh, the phrase self-ordained troubadour. Uh, That's just so catchy. And, of course, we all know troubadour and I guess self-ordained, meaning you've given yourself that title. Uh, Tell me what that means to you. I guess it's just that guy that that throws the the guitar in the in the back of the truck and you know drives to 120 shows a year and travels around and tells stories and and writes songs and and kind of just you know you you're making new and sometimes interesting friends every night and and you kind of keep your eyes out for for people who are going to kind of work their way into a song nicely and and uh, yeah I guess it's right. just that guy who's just going down the road hard and and singing songs. That is so cool, and, and we can envision that, and we've seen those type of artists like yourself doing that. And I love that a lot of your shows are, as you mentioned before, just you and the guitar, because there's something very intimate about that, and it cuts through you know, all the other instruments, as great as it is to hear a full band, but it, it's a totally different experience to hear you and your guitar. Mm-hmm. Well, there's definitely a different art to it, and, uh, you know, you have to be able to like you've got to be really comfortable on your instrument, and uh, and kind of be comfortable in your storytelling and in your song delivery and and song selection then plays a big part in it because I always feel that if you walk in with a with a triple A band, you can you can blow anybody away, uh, but then when you step up with just you and your guitar, you've really got to earn it. Right. So I mean and and you know proof to that I was I was at the Garth Brooks show in Winnipeg just over the weekend here and Brett Kissel was opening the show. And uh, I mean, I know, I know Brett's story and, and I know a lot of his music and I mean, just where I'm at, I mean, good, bad, indifferent. I'm, I'm not necessarily into sort of the modern pop country the same way, but then I see him play just him and his guitar. And I'm like, the guy can play, can sing. The guy can, you know, work a microphone in front of him. You can tell he's been on the road since he was 13 or whatever it is. Right. You can tell he's, he's mm-hmm, put in all sure. that time. And and this is sometimes, you know, what we hear on the radio, you know, you see it with the band and this one thing, you see it, him and his guitar, and it's a totally different thing. So it was, it was good for right. me to see that and good for me to kind of like jump on, jump on board and go, hey, man, like, I love what you're doing before and I love what you're still doing now. You know, it's, it's kind of a cool thing to see it that way. So um, I wish I wish you could see every artist with just them and their guitar and, uh, and really, really see their artistry shine through at that point. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is where the artistry does shine through. And you, you can hear their songs on the radio and love their songs, but then you see that just the guitar, it's stripped down, and it is, uh, it's just a whole other way to experience the music. Uh, when Absolutely. you are performing, Quentin, and you throw in cover songs, do you ever throw in songs that might not be an aren't roots songs, but you, kinda, you do a cover on them and turn them into a root-style song? I guess I guess sometimes I get asked the question, you know, what are what's your guilty pleasure as far as music goes? Like, what's what's sure. the the song we're gonna find on your iPod that we're not expecting? And <laughs> I, and and it's a terrible answer, but I'm just I'm country through and through. So, uh, you know, a lot of the times I'm listening to old Waylon or I'm listening to old Merle and and going like this is this is what I love. So you know, yep. I, I I'll do like a, a my own rendition of Bobby McGee or my own rendition of Working Man Blues and, and kind of dig into those deep country tracks but I don't sway too far from the genre as far as going and finding a pop song and converting it to a country song because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just not in that wheelhouse. I wish I had a cool answer though saying that, you know, here's this, here's this deep track by, 
you know, by whoever <laughs> that I convert to a country song, but that's just not the case. Well, I know you do a great cover of uh, Merle Hager songs because I saw on YouTube uh, and via your website uh, your cover of Silver Wings, which is one of his greatest, and he has many great songs, but uh, you do a great job on it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, in fact, the, the Merle passed the week of my CD release show, and uh, we had the, we had about 500 people come out to uh, the Winnipeg Convention Center to see the show, and, and it was just kind of that, you know, it was kind of flat because, you know, two days ago, a hero of ours passed away, and we just said, you know what? We just got to open the show with a with a Haggard song and 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 just dedicate it to him. So, you know, we played uh, Silver Wings acoustically with with just harmonies and and my vocal on my acoustic guitar, and um, took the hat off and and then kind of tipped it to him at the end of the at the end of the night kind of thing. And yeah, no, uh, huge fans of Merle Haggard, and we're we're playing a country fest in in Dauphin on Sunday afternoon on the main stage, and and of course. Merle was supposed to play a Sunday night on the main stage, and mm-hmm. and uh, we we're we we're pretty uh, pretty shaken all the way around. Just it's it's a tough time because you kind of feel like you're at the tip of that iceberg, and all these guys that you've grown up with, you know, we're, yeah. we're that's just life. That's a cycle of life. We're going to start to lose them uh, more and more. 2016 has been a tough enough year. I'm a I'm a huge Guy Clark fan. In fact, Guy Clark and Merle Haggard would probably be my two biggest influences. And we lost wow. them both within a couple of months yeah. from each other. So we just did a, ma- a big tribute to uh, Guy Clark here in Winnipeg with a bunch of uh, other Winnipeg songwriters who are kind of influenced by Guy. And it's funny, you can be miles and miles away from Texas, but you know you still come back to, to, to songwriting, and, and uh, he's impacted some, some very major songwriters from Winnipeg. So it's been a tough, a tough spring, I guess, as far as that kind of stuff goes. But... The silver lining yeah. is that we've also got their their music, right? And their their music is uh, going to be a part of us now for for as long as we're around. Absolutely, yeah. We can go back and listen to those Merle tunes and enjoy them uh, just as much as ever. And that's the great legacy that uh, they leave behind. You're absolutely right. Let's turn to another song from your Cash Crop EP. And this one I know I was reading is based on a very true story, as many of your songs are. 300,000 Kilometers. Tell me about this song before we play it, Quentin. <laughs> well, I was, I was playing in Dauphin, Manitoba. Oh, I guess we were just talking about Country Fest. So, so same, same neck of the woods. I was playing a, um, a big theater opening for uh, the New Country Rehab. And they were uh, um, you know, sold-out show at the, at the theater. And at the end of the night, I guess everyone kind of comes through the line to buy T-shirts and CDs. And this, this gal comes through the line and she says, you know, you see that Mercury Topaz out there? She points out the big window, beautiful picture windows of the theater. And sure enough, there's a, a rusty old Mercury Topaz sitting there. She says, that thing's got 400,000 kilometers. And uh, right there, I was like, I think we might be coming onto a song right now. And sure enough, the next day, I was driving uh, driving through Riding Mountain National Park and had the windows rolled down. It was the end of March, so I had the, the heat cranked right up. And, and I just started thinking about that interaction and I wrote this song I took a few liberties into the story because um I needed to make it a little bit I needed to give it to round it out a little bit a five-minute conversation someone doesn't really give you enough to always completely write a song but I've played it for her sure she's uh come out to shows since then and I was a little bit worried as to how she would perceive it because um you know like I said I did take some liberties into the story but uh she loves it and actually um when the album came out, she emailed me saying that the uh, the car was over 430,000 kilometers now, 
it's still running, but <laughs> they don't always <laughs> take it to town because it's not that reliable anymore. But uh, if the stars align and they 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 kind of feel they can make it, they'll take that car for another spin. And she's offered for me to come and take a ride in it, and I it was in pretty rough shape, so I I declined the offer politely. <laughs> She's such a uh, a fixture. Yeah, absolutely. And she's such a fixture in the in the parkland of Manitoba that you can walk around and say, "Hey, this this song is about Cat," and uh, everyone knows who she is. And and in fact, even if I don't use her name, people will come up at the end of the show and say, "Is that about Cat?" Yep, sure is. Oh, so wow. so she's kind of got uh, she's just got a reputation as, as a music lover and a supporter of all things local, and uh, you know she's she's kind of got that that. Uh, I guess people in the community have really embraced that. And so um, it's funny that now we've got a song about her and, uh, and she loves it and, and they played a lot out there. Yeah. So let's show the song. Now this is my guest, Quentin Blair, 300,000 kilometers on in the country. on a broken heart and she relived memories with her tattoos in the dark till the wild ducks they called her name she points a car northwest stopped at the end of the day to top a tank and get some rest and it's 300,000 kilometers she'll push that murk for a hundred more So get lost Somewhere in the mountains Where he can't haunt her soul anymore
night When the summer sun sank down And slowly faded into night And miles turned to years And she spent running Oh, when you don't look back You always see what's coming And it's 300,000 kilometers She'll push that Merc For a hundred more She'll get lost Somewhere in the mountains Where he can't haunt her soul anymore And that is the 2015 Manitoba Country Music Association's Root Artist of the Year, Quentin Blair. The song is called 300,000 Kilometers from his EP, Cash Crop, which you'll find at iTunes. And, of course, you'll find him online at quintinblair.com. Songwriting is such a big part of what you do, aside from performing. When did you first discover your love of songwriting? Well, I guess I started playing... I played piano for most of my life, till I was finally at the point where I could tell my mom that I didn't really want to go to lessons anymore. Kind of that moment when you finally realize you can stand up to your mom about something. And so I was, I was 25 <laughs> years old and I quit piano lessons. <laughs> I'm glad you saw through that joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> on the telephone interview, not everyone sees through that joke. But I, I quit piano like probably, it. I don't know, 13, 13, 14 years old or something. And then um, I picked up the guitar in grade 10. And it was a perfect time to learn how to play guitar because you don't really have that much of a life yet. So you could sit in your room and, and, and still play for three hours a night. And I was totally captivated by it. And then in grade 12, I'd, a friend had, a, a, a new fella had moved to our class from Toronto. And we hit it off right away because we were both musicians and stuff. And, and uh, we didn't have any common ground as far as musical interests go. And I was big into, uh, you know, Neil Young and I uh, was, you know, listening to a lot of classic rock, I guess, at the time. That's kind of where I got my, cut my teeth playing guitar. And so we just started writing songs so that we could play music together. And uh, he was a great songwriter, and I just kind of learned the ropes from him. And um, from there, we just kind of, it was one of those things that, that you, once, once you kind of uncover how it kind of works inside of you and how your brain is working and how you kind of have to deal with it. I mean, there's a lot of nights where I just can't sleep, and, and I just got to get up and, and write a song. I, got, I just got to get it out. Whether it's a good song or not, doesn't matter. I just got to get it out and you go and you spend your, your time doing that and then um, you do that enough. You sometimes get songs that turn out not too bad. And you get better with time, right? You, you start off writing songs because you love it and enjoy it in the beginning and you're not necessarily sure what you're doing, but it's happening. And then over the years, time and experience, you, you write better songs. Absolutely, and and I find that I mean songwriting is, in some ways I treat it like a trade, and I I practice it on a set schedule. And so on my previous album called Blues Man, I went every Wednesday morning to a log cabin in the woods, and I would I would write songs and edit them and and work on arrangements, just for the solitude of a log cabin, I guess. And um, 
And then you kind of you're you're out there and you're touring it, and you're not writing to the same degree as you were when you were kind of studying your craft. And then all of a sudden you just go through a, a time in your life where songs are just coming left, right, and center, and you're just kind of jotting them down, and you're like, wow, this is this is I'm really hitting my stride. And then you go through another dry spell mm-hmm. where it just kind of and and I guess I've just been through enough of those cycles to kind of just embrace that and go, you know what, I'm not I'm not a guy that can write a song you know, every second day for a year and that's fine. But, you know, when, when that mm. moment hits and when that, that overwhelming uh, inspiration comes, I just drop what I'm doing and go and go and deal with it. So co-writing is, is an important part of country music. And I didn't mm-hmm. co-write a lot because folk singers don't necessarily co-write the same way that, that country singers co-write. And living in between those two worlds, I just ended up writing most of the songs by myself, but, um, I've had some really great success writing with uh, a number of different people, writing up here, writing over Skype, writing down in Nashville, and, and you, you learn a lot about, about the art and about the delivery. And then you also uh, learn about what your strengths are and which writers you work really well with. And uh, we had a couple of magical sessions down in uh, Nashville earlier this year that I'm excited to, to put down hopefully in the, in the next six months and share with people again. So. Yeah, we look forward to hearing that new music uh, from you, Quentin. And, of course, your EP is out now, Cash Crop, which people can check out at iTunes and uh, your website, QuentinBlair.com. Thanks so much for being here. It was great to meet you and uh, have the conversation. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure. My guest has been a Manitoba Roots artist, Quentin Blair. I'm Dave Woods, and that will wrap up this edition of In the Country. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.